gentlemen as you're gathering in we're going to start here in just a few moments but as you're coming in if you could just kind of scoot in just a little we got a whole lot more folk making their way in so if you can kind of make some room that would be fantastic and we'll get started here in just about 10 minutes thank you
Oh, well, Merry Christmas, Southview. How are we? All right. So glad to have you with us today. Braving the cold, coming out. If you, those of you that are not from the South, take your weather back, please, all right? We did not ask for that, but we're glad that you're here today worshiping Jesus on Christmas Eve. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. So uh, an angel is coming to Joseph, and he says to him in Matthew 1, 23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The whole point of Christmas is the fact that God has come to us, that he can save us from our sin and live with us and dwell in us forever. Ever. I love all the stuff for Christmas. I love the trees and I love the lights and I love the presents and I love all the fun that comes with that. But the whole point of Christmas is this is God sending his son to earth to save us from our sin so that he can be with us forever. And 
that is why we're here. That is why we worship. That is why we celebrate. So I want to encourage you here this afternoon. As we stand here in just a moment, as we sing, I want to encourage you to sing as those who have been set free by Jesus Christ. As you sing, I want you to sing as those who have been forgiven much by Jesus Christ. As you sing, I want you to sing as someone who now is able to have a personal, intimate, indwelling relationship with God himself. The God who created the universe. The God who said, let there be, and there was. The God who came to earth as Jesus, born of a virgin, living a sinless life, causing blind eyes to see and deaf ears to hear and mute mouths to speak and lame legs to walk. This God who has done the miraculous, this God who parted the Red Sea and caused the walls of Jericho to crumble because Jesus Christ came to earth on Christmas as we celebrate, you now get to dwell with that God forever. And that is why we sing. So I would encourage you here to sing loud, sing with excitement because Jesus Christ has been born and he has saved his people from their sins. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your life. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. Today, Lord, we just worship you, Jesus, because you are worthy of it. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good evening, church. I'd like to invite you to stand with us. Let's sing and let's celebrate these truths. to the new 
Luke 2, 8 through 14 says, And in the same region were there shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is an angel with the angels, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Let's continue to sing and worship. Glory in the highest.
flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. stars are 
Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says, And she, that's Mary, gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. So you have Mary and Joseph. They're young. They're probably teenagers. They're cold. They're alone. They're away from all their family, anyone that they know. They have no place to go, no place to lay their head, no shelter to speak of. And on top of that, they're about to have their first baby, right? So, moms, you had your first kid. So, you want everything to be perfect. I'm going to guess a barn was not, like, you know what would be good? I know, like, as a pastor... Um, in the last 10 years, I think it maybe have done three weddings inside a church. Um, they're all in barns now. It's a thing. I'm waiting for the Pinterest uh, um, uh, um, craze to pop up where you get married in the Bahamas and pay for the pastor to go with you. I'm waiting for that trend. I'm waiting. Hashtag, let's do it. Come on, 2023. But I'm guessing giving birth in a barn probably wasn't your ideal situation. But here they are. But here's what I want you to see tonight, all right? Here, here's what I want you to see on this Christmas Eve. All this going on here, all right? Mary, Joseph, Jesus, the fact that they're outside in a barn. She's going to give birth to Jesus and lay him in a feeding trough. He's going to be surrounded by animals. And in just a moment, shepherds are going to come and watch over them. I want you to see here tonight that that's not random details. That's not just pointless things that's just sort of happening in a story. All of that means something and is pointing to something. Verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. You have this unbelievable choir of angels showing up and they are proclaiming to these shepherds the greatest news that has ever been told. The Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, God in flesh is showing up on earth to save his people from their sins. This is the greatest news ever. And I want you to look at verse 14. Look at what they say. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. What does that mean? 
that word pleased means to, to desire and long for something. The, the idea behind it is you take such pleasure in someone, you desire, you long, you crave to be with them, right? Like I long to be with my wife. I, I'm, a, I'm better when she's in the room. I feel better when she's beside me. I don't like being away from her. Traveling is not good for me. I don't like it. I, I, I long, I desire, I crave, I take pleasure in being around her. And this is the way it's saying that God feels towards certain people. There are certain people that God so ple- he's so pleased with. There's so much pleasure there that he longs, he desires, he craves to be with them. And he promises that those who fit that category, he promises his peace given to them. Peace with him. There's no longer any enmity between you and God. Nothing separates you and God. Your sin is taken away from you. You're forgiven. You're made right. You're a child of God. You're one with him. He is at peace with you, and he is pleased with you, and he longs for you, and he desires you. So the question is, well, who fits into that category? I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to be that. Right? I, I, I want to be one of those people that God takes such pleasure in. He longs and desires to be with them. And he promises his peace with them, taking away all their sin and all their shame and all their guilt and all their stuff and all their baggage. Who gets to do that? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. For you, just right now. Do you think you live in such a way that God would desire that kind of relationship with you? Do you think you live and conduct yourself in a way where God says, I have got to be with that guy. I have got, I I crave to be with her. Do you live that kind of life? Well, I've got bad news and I've got good news. The bad news is this, the the number of people in this room right now who live in such a way where God desires that for them is really simple. It's zero. It's none of us. None of us in this room live in such a way where God looks down from heaven at us and says, Whoa, I crave, I long, I desire, I, I will not be pleased until I'm with them. None of us fit that. But that is exactly why Jesus came to earth. The point is, there's only one person in the entire universe that God can have that kind of feeling for. And that's his son, Jesus Christ. There's only one person on earth that can obey God in such a way and please God in such a way and love God in such a way and desire God himself in such a way that God craves to be with him. And that is his son. This is the whole point of Christmas. Jesus came to earth. To please God perfectly so that he can then give that to you. And you can live as if it's your own. Christmas, we're all giving gifts. Giving and receiving gifts. Some gifts are good. Tomorrow, I guarantee you, you're going to open a gift. You're like, this is amazing. And there's another gift you're going to open. Like, did we keep a receipt? Just saying. But this gift, this gift that Jesus is offering you today is mind-blowing. He's offering you today a relationship with God that really only he can have. 
A relationship with God that really is only fitting for him. A relationship with God that really, he is the only one that can fit the criteria to actually have it. You can't. I can't. There's only one person in the entire universe who can actually have this kind of relationship with God so that God is pleased with them and longs for them and desires them. And that's Jesus and Jesus alone. And that is why he came to earth. He came to earth to live that perfect relationship with the Father. But then die on a cross as if he was one of us. Experience the punishment for sin as if he experienced it, even though he was just taking it for us. And that's why we have 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake he made him, the Father made Jesus to be sin, who knew no sin. He was perfect. He pleased God perfectly. He did nothing wrong. Everything he did, every thought he had, every intent of his heart was pure perfection. But he still went to the cross as if he had sinned, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus did that so that you and I can receive the greatest gift ever, the gift of a real relationship with God. A gift of pure righteousness. Do you know today you can receive the gift of righteousness? Do you feel righteous? Do you feel holy? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you feel. Jesus Christ offers that as a gift for you today because he came to earth so that he can die in our place and give us his righteousness. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to those with whom he is pleased. If you were to pick it back up in verse 15, it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Think about it. Jesus born in a stable, lying in a feeding trough, watched over by shepherds. This is not an accident. God is telling us something here. John chapter 1 says that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus coming to earth and having to be born in a barn and laid on hay, surrounded by animals, with shepherds watching over him, God is speaking something in that. So that he's born, watched over by shepherds like a lamb, lives 33 years of perfection, and then dies at Passover as our Passover lamb to take away our sin. It's bookend by this idea of Jesus is the lamb of God come to take away the sin of the world. From here on out, whenever you see a nativity scene like this, here's what I want you to think. Again, this isn't randomness. This isn't just a neat story. 
God is saying something in this. As Mary and Joseph are in this barn, this stable, and, and they lay Jesus in a feeding trough full of hay, and shepherds are around, and sheep are around, what God is saying is this. This is the Lamb of God that has come to take away your sins. This is the Lamb of God who will be slain from the foundations of the world so that you can be finally right with God and He can have pleasure with you. This is His gift to you. Have you received it? Have you taken it? Look again at Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Among those with whom he is pleased. Have you received this gift of salvation? Have you received this gift of the Lamb of God who is going to be slain so that you can be forgiven? There's nothing you can do to make yourself right with God. Nothing you can do to take away your sin, your shame, your guilt. Listen, we all have it, every single one of us. I say here. Listen, we all have baggage. Just some of us try to carry around a Louis Vuitton. Right? You try to make it look good. You put your baggage in Gucci. But you still got junk. You still have sin and shame and failure and faults that you need to be set free and forgiven and delivered from. You need to be made new. And you can't do that on your own. You need a perfect lamb who came to earth to be slain on your behalf so that you can be forgiven, so that his blood can cover your sin and you can now have God be pleased with you. How great is that? Here's the gift that we offer you today, that God offers you today, his pleasure. His perfect, pure, complete pleasure. If you're here today and you're a follower of Christ, you've trusted by faith in Christ, I've got good news. I want you to hear this. God is perfectly, completely, and totally pleased with you. Not because you are awesome and you never fail and you never sin. You do. But because Jesus Christ has covered that sin and you've trusted by faith in him. So he is pleased with you now and his peace covers you. And if you've not trusted by faith in Christ, that can be yours today. Have you trusted by faith in him? Jesus Christ, who came, born in a stable, laid in a manger, but didn't stay as a baby, became a man, sinless and perfect, that died on the cross as a sacrifice, a lamb shedding his blood so that you and I can be forgiven. I want to ask you to bow your heads for me. If today you have never trusted by faith in Christ, if you've never asked Jesus to forgive you of your sin, to make you a son, a daughter, a child of God, right now you don't have peace with God. You're trying to earn your own way. You're trying to be good. You're trying to do enough to put yourself in the category where God might be pleased with you. And you're hoping that when you die, the good will outweigh the bad and you'll be all right. And I'm telling you now, that's just not the way it works. It isn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen. 
prophet Isaiah says that your best works are filthy rags in the eyes of God. It isn't going to amount to anything. This is why Jesus Christ came to die. So that you can trust by faith in him. And now God is pleased. And he desires you. And he longs for you. And he's at peace with you. He fills you with, your spirit, with his spirit and showers you with his blessings because you're his child. Today, I'd love to give you a chance to trust by faith in Christ. And what a perfect time to do that Christmas. Trusting by faith in Jesus Christ. This lamb that was given so that you can be forgiven. If today this is your desire to trust by faith in Christ, today, just very simply, I just want you to to tell God that. Confess to God that you are a sinner. Tell him that you understand Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again for your sin. That you need to be forgiven. You're giving your life to Jesus. If that's your desire today. Just present that to him. Use your own words. Call out to him. Ask Him to save you. Now, as we as we think about Christmas, if this is if this is your heart today, if you trusted by faith in Christ, you're trusting in Him, we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to help you. We'd love to pray with you and encourage you. Please find us after the service. If you came with someone, tell them that you trusted Jesus to be your Savior today. We want to pray with you and encourage you and help you as you live life for Christ now. And as you've trusted by faith in Christ, along with those who are already Christians here today, one of the things that we do on Christmas Eve is worship Christ through what's called communion or the Lord's Supper. And the reason we do that is because, again, Christmas is the perfect time for this because Christmas is about Jesus coming as the Lamb of God. And communion is about us remembering Jesus being killed as the Lamb of God so that we can be forgiven. His blood shed for us. His body broken for us so that we can be forgiven. So I want to give you just a moment to set your heart before the Lord and then we're going to worship together in communion. And I want to encourage you right now if you're, if you're a follower of Christ take just a moment thank Jesus for his sacrifice that has set you free and forgiven you. Thank Jesus for what this means, that you are now a child of God. And this is a way of remembering and celebrating the fact that God is forever and eternally pleased with you. Not because of what you do, but because of what Jesus has done on your behalf. Take just a minute, praise Him for that. If there's anything in your heart that goes contrary to that, anything in your heart or life that you would admit doesn't please God, confess and repent of that right now. 
Say, Jesus, I know this doesn't line up with who I am as your son, as your daughter. Forgive me. I turn from this. Thank you for being my sacrifice and making me new. Take just a minute. Set your heart before the Lord. Thank him for his sacrifice. thank you. And we take this now, these elements, this, the cup, the bread, representing your blood and your body shed for us, broken for us as our perfect Passover lamb, our perfect lamb slain for us, your blood spilt so that we can be made new and right with you. Thank you, Jesus. We ask your blessings on this time and on these elements as we remember and celebrate and worship your great sacrifice that makes us new and allows us to have a peaceful relationship with God who loves us and desires us and is pleased with us because of you, Jesus. Thank you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 26 verse 26 says now as they were eating Jesus took bread and after blessing it broke it and gave it to the disciples and said take eat this is my body and he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins in your seat either in front of you or beside you, you should have a cup. As we do communion here, this is for all followers of Jesus Christ. If you are a follower of Christ, even if you're not a member of our church, you're a member of another church, we are welcome to take part in this today as we are celebrating Christmas together. But as you have that, you have two parts to it. You tear off the first little part and it'll expose the wafer. You can take that out. And again, as Jesus was eating, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body. My body. I'm breaking it for you. So as you remember that, and as you put that in your mouth, and as you eat this, remember the body of Christ broken so that you can be made whole and right. So as you have that wafer, take and eat. The scripture will go on and say with the cup, and you can take the next layer off there and expose the cup. And he said that this cup that you're drinking is the, the new covenant of his blood. This is representing the blood of Christ shed for us. Again, this Passover lamb, his blood being spilt so that you and I can be forgiven and washed whiter than snow. So as you remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, giving his body, shedding his blood so that you can enter into a new, vibrant, real relationship with God. As you remember that and celebrate that here tonight, take and drink.
Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Jesus, that you shed your body, shed your blood, allowed your body to be given so that it can be a sacrifice on our behalf, so that we can be made new. I thank you, Jesus, that we get to have a relationship with God where he is pleased with us and desires us and longs us and craves us, not because of who we are and what we do, but because of who you are and what you have done for us. I pray, Jesus, we'll never look at a nativity scene the same way again. That is not a baby in a manger. That is the Lamb of God who has been born so that he can grow up and be slain for our sin. He is watched over by shepherds because he is the good shepherd. And he is going to lay his life down for us, his sheep. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. As we end our time here tonight, we have one more song we're going to do. And, and our deacons are going to be on the side, and they're going to light the end candles. You have candles in your seats. They're going to light the ends. You guys go ahead and start doing that. And then you can kind of pass the flame on down. Um, if you have a child with you, if you can just make sure they don't set anyone on fire, that would be awesome. they're going to pass that down and as the sides are lit if you can just pass that flame towards the middle there towards the end yeah guys if we can maybe light this side also and let it work that way also known as the Instagram photo part of the evening. Look forward to seeing all of your posts later. All right. Well, as that is working its way in, again, thank you so much for carving out time to spend Christmas Eve with us. Tomorrow, we're going to have a service here at 11. Love to have you come be a part of that. 11 o'clock right here as we again celebrate Jesus Christ and his birth. I'm going to ask you to stand with us, all right? Everybody stand. We're going to end tonight singing Silent Night together. Let's sing.
you have come into this world to be the light by which all men can finally see. I pray, Jesus, that we would see you for who you really are. Our hearts will be open to you as our Savior, our Redeemer, our sacrifice, the Passover lamb, light of the world. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. As you leave, we do have one request. Could you all please exit out the back? Because we have buckets out the back for you to be able to put these suckers in. So if you could do that, leaving out the back two doors, that would be fantastic. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Have a great night. God bless you. Silence.